Welcome to DNews. Today we'll be talking about social media regulation. The first part will be, what is it? The second part will be my personal opinion. The third part will be examples of it. And the fourth part will be alternative ideas or solutions to some of the problems within. Welcome to part one. Right now we'll be discussing what is social media regulation and why should you care? Social media regulation is when the government steps in and talks to a social media company such as Twitter, YouTube, or Facebook and gives them guidelines of what is and is not allowed to happen on their platform. Now you may be wondering, what does this have to do with me? I'm just online having a great time. How could this possibly affect me? Well, it's quite simple how this affects you, in fact. In America, we have the First Amendment, and the First Amendment protects your rights to speech. Now, let's talk about Twitter. Fun fact, did you know that 100% of all presidents who have been elected since 2008 have used Twitter? Good information to know. Okay, let's suppose that Twitter decides they don't like a certain political opinion, and they decide, well, we don't like the Green Party, so we're going to ban every single Green Party candidate on our entire platform. But wait... If we know that every single president that's been elected since 2008 has used Twitter, and Twitter decides they're going to ban a certain political opinion or political group, doesn't that mean that Twitter is interfering with our elections and interfering with our First Amendment right to free speech? Well, you're absolutely right. And that's exactly where social media regulation comes in. Now I'll be talking about a survey from the Pew Research Center. The Pew Research Center found that 72% of adults feel that social media platforms censor political speech, that those sites find objectionable, with 35% saying it is very likely, and 37% somewhat likely. Yet, only 3% of respondents said that they thought major tech companies would generally do what is right just about all the time. While 25% said they would do so most of the time, and the majority said they would do the right thing only some of the time. Even so, a strong majority say that on balance, major tech company products and services have had a more positive than negative impact on their own lives. And a smaller majority, yet a majority it is, say that the impact on those tech companies on um, society as a whole has been more good than bad, despite the likely bias. Um, Republicans are fairly sure of it, with an 85% saying it is either very likely or somewhat likely that tech companies censor uh, opposing opinions. Next, on to part two, my personal opinion and the wide-ranging views of the public on social media regulation. My personal opinion is that social media regulation is a necessary evil. It's a necessary evil because we can't allow social media companies such as Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube to have unlimited power to influence our elections and to limit our freedom of speech based on their arbitrary rules and non-even judgments. Now I'll be talking about public opinions on social media regulation. Conservatives generally believe that we should increase social media regulation in order to protect your civil rights using the Constitution so that social media companies such as Twitter, 
YouTube, and Facebook can't ban you outright simply for your political beliefs. Now that we've talked about conservatives, let's talk about liberals. Liberals generally believe that we should increase social media regulation also, in addition to what conservatives believe. But liberals believe it for a different reason. Liberals generally believe we should protect minorities using social media regulation to ban hate speech that's directed against minorities. You can see examples of this in Canada's new digital charter. In Canada's new digital charter, they have in section 9, the title is Free from Hate and Violent Extremism, in which Can Canadians can expect that digital platforms will not foster or disseminate hate, violent extremism, or criminal content. This is one way that internet is being regulated by the government. Now on to part three. In part three, we'll be discussing some examples of social media regulation in action. On to the examples. The first example I will be talking about is China. China is notorious for being a communist country that has notoriously regulated and extremely monitored its country's social media websites. You can see this in the fact that China recently banned Wikipedia, an encyclopedia of mass knowledge that many people use in order to gain lots of information. And because China did not like some of that information, they censored it, making it illegal to view. This is the first example of social media regulation. Another example of social media regulation would be the EU 13 slash Article 13 slash 11, which is on copyright and uh, the ways you share links online. One of the ways that Article 11 works is that whenever you use it, links that are talking about articles have to be paid for, meaning you can't simply share a website for a school project. You'd have to pay the publisher money. That's one example of the government regulating what's allowed to be posted and what it can't be. Article 13 concerns copyright. And the way Article 13 works is you're not allowed to share licensed products that are copyrighted to someone else and basically removed our copyright protections. Because Article 13 exists, and the EU is a massive group of nations, it severely impacted the U.S., meaning that over here in the U.S., we can also feel the effects of it compared to the massive effects that the Article 13 has had on Europe. In addition to banning Wikipedia, China also banned Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Pinterest because they believed they didn't follow China's values. So this is another extreme example. Now I'll be talking about the Christchurch Call. The Christchurch Call was a charter made by 18 nations. It was headed by New Zealand and France. The United States was invited to join. We declined. The reason we declined was there was talks of um, extreme internet censorship, which would go and violate our First Amendment rights to free speech. The reason this Christchurch call came about was because of a mass shooting in New Zealand a few months ago, and many nations grouped up, and they believe that by um, banning and closely monitoring the internet, they will be able to filter out violent and extremist terrorist content, and by doing so, they will be able to help make sure that no 
people are found to be producing said content. Now, on to part three, where we'll be discussing a wrap-up of what has already been discussed, and I'll be giving any alternative ideas slash solutions to some of the problems that I've listed before. All right, as a wrap-up to what we've already discussed so far, so far we've discussed how Social media regulation can be used for good. An example, limiting terrorist activity on social media websites, banning criminal content. And we've discussed how social media regulation can be used for bad, such as in China, where they have banned many social media websites, such as Wikipedia, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. We've additionally also discussed Article 13 and 11, discussing a copyright, meme ban, and um, link taxes. We've also discussed the Christchurch call involving the New Zealand shooter. Now we'll be talking about some alternative ideas slash solutions to some of the problems we've talked about. Alright, on to the final stretch. So now that I've researched social media regulation uh, extensively, I feel that the number one problem would be censorship. I feel that one of the ways to alleviate censorship would be to have a concrete set of rules when engaging in social media. They should be have a fair code of conduct, meaning that they can't be extravagant rules that nobody can follow. And I do believe that any company that could possibly inf uh, affect the election should have to abide by the Constitution, meaning doing fair practices having no discriminatory practices, and abiding to the law. So I also intend to believe that government regulation should be increased on companies to force them to act in a fair and transparent manner for all their customers.